0: Welcome to the Broncos Blitz podcast. My name is Ronnie Cord. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K. Radio with our Broncos Blitz Now daily podcast that you can check out at milehighsports.com. And of course, there is a lot to check out. Training camp starts this Saturday for the Denver Broncos and a lot to go over. But you know what? We've been going over the offense, we've been going over the defense, the quarterbacks, the ins and the outs, the X's and the O's, offense, defense. I thought we'd take a little bit of a, well, a broader scope look at the division at the AFC West, because of course the Denver Broncos, if they want to make their way back to the playoffs, they are going to have to have success in the AFC West. So that will be the topic of the podcast today on the Broncos Blitz podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K radio. And then of course you'll see me tweeting and, and eating at tap 14. 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Of course, uh, Tap 14. You can find them on the web. Spell out the word 14 for me. Tap14.com. They've got great burgers, nachos, a big fan of the pretzel, but then, of course, you finish it off with some candied bacon. It is just tremendous. Go check them out. Tap 14 on the web. Tap14.com. And then, of course, want to say hello to our new friends of the podcast. That would be Pro Football Focus. Now, Pro Football Focus, of course, they are in my eyes, the leader uh, of all the statistics and and driving um, behind all kinds of great studies and, and knowledge that they're doing. And uh, of course you hear a lot of the pro football focused stats on this podcast now because they are a, a friend of the program. so I want to thank them of course, lots of great stuff going on and, and even better yet and stuff we're going to get talking about because of course as we get into August, Getting into later July, training camp starts. Fantasy football season is coming, and you can win your fantasy draft just by using some of the statistics. At Pro Football Focus, they got to get a lot of great stuff up there, uh, and, and it's very affordable, too. A lot of great stuff. This is like Sports Guy's Bible. It really is. It is just all kinds of great stuff in there. Be sure to check it out at pro football focus. That's pro Lots of great stuff that uh, we'll be talking about here today on the podcast. As we take a broader scope, look, At the AFC West. Now to recap last year, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs did end up winning that AFC West 10 and six, followed by the Los Angeles Chargers at nine and seven Oakland down year six and 10 struggled uh, uh, greatly, uh, at least when it comes to the expectations that they were expected to meet, lost four in a row in that season. And then, of course, the Denver Broncos pulling up to rear at five and 11, Uh, just a dismal season uh, to say the least. We're going to go through team by team, and I'm going to start with the Oakland Raiders because I think they're the most intriguing team this year that Denver will be lining up against. Now, the Broncos are scheduled to play the Raiders, of course, uh, will we'll come out week two after that Seattle Seahawks opener, and Denver does start with back-to-back home games, so they will get Oakland early, and then they won't see Oakland till basically the end of the year. Uh, Christmas Eve, so it's that long gap way early, way late, and it could be a big deal when it comes to um, the, the division race because I do believe the AFC West is going to be one of those divisions this year that is going to be bunched up. There's going to be a lot of that 9-7, and 7-9 seven, seven and nine range. I don't think you're going to see anybody just catapult themselves way to the top, although if one team was to, I do think it could be potentially Oakland. Of course, John Gruden now on board, uh, somebody who is very well-respected in the NFL circle very knowledgeable, but remember it's been a while since John Gruden has coached. This is a guy who coached in the mid two thousands when the NFL was a different place. And when I say a different place, I say different styles of players. You now have a new generation of players um, who are in the league who demand a certain different style, of coaching. You cannot coach like you did in the 1990s in today's NFL. It's just the way it is. There are new intangibles that you have to learn and we'll see how John Gruden engulfs into that because remember it's not like John Gruden is this 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 um, uh, amazing coaching figure, and I and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. John Gruden's record his his head coaching record is ninety five and eighty one. That's good enough for a five forty win percentage. He's five and four in the postseason. So career wise, he's one hundred and eighty five. That's a shade over 500. Now he has, of course, the Super Bowl championship. Now many will wonder, uh, was that Tony Dungy's team that he took and won the Super Bowl with? That's a whole other debate for another podcast. But certainly the Oakland Raiders getting that leadership up top at the head coaching position a little bit more stronger than some of the other teams, I would argue, especially, obviously, the Denver Broncos. Now, new faces making big impacts for the Oakland Raiders, and they are going to have a position battle in multiple places spots of course uh, a wide receiver could be one of those as well to uh, Martavis Bryant now coming over which Oakland traded a third round pick for during uh, uh, the draft of course Jordy Nelson now coming off and and I know Jordy Nelson is coming off of a down year but consider this Jordy Nelson has come off of multiple down years in the past uh, let, let's, let's take 2010 to 2011 as an example in 2010 he had just shy of 600 yards 500 82 yards and of course this was with Aaron Rodgers throwing to him uh, only started four games though in that season played the 16 though 500 yards came back and really busted out and emerged as a premier type player in 2011 when he started nine games played in all 16 and he had 1200 yards. Now, he had another one of those bounce-back years when he was in 2012, uh, when he only played in 12 games, injuries being a problem, 700 yards, played the full 16 the year after that, 1,300. So we've seen in the past Jordy Nelson be able to bounce back. Now, this is with premier quarterback play, uh, of course, in Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. But Derek Carr is no pushover. I mean, this is not like Derek Carr is a, uh, you know... The, the Raiders of the mid-2000s when they were dealing with Josh McCown and Marquise Tuiasopo and all that. D- Derek Carr is a quality player. And I think when healthy, uh, and that may be one of the more key things, when healthy, I think he's a, he's a very, very quality quarterback. And, of course, they're going to get a bolster also in the run game, too, because now you're looking at a guy, muscle, hamster, dare, uh, Doug Martin coming over from Tampa Bay to accent that Marshawn Lynch attack. And, and this is a Doug Martin who's very boom bust, very, uh, very interesting career. Doug Martin has had because he's, he's played in six years in two of those years where he started 16 games, he had 1400 plus yards. I mean, we're talking about premier production from an NFL running back. And then in the four other years, uh, where he did not start the 16 games, he's had less than 500 yards every single one of those years, 406 in 2017, 421 in 2016. But, of course, 2015 was when he had one of them breakout years, selected the Pro Bowl, first-team All-Pro, 1,400-plus yards, six touchdowns. So y- you, you could see the good or the bad from Doug Martin, but as somebody who is accenting, Marshawn Lynch, I think that's a great attack. And you add the wide receivers, you have that good pass rush coming back. And uh, I was talking about that uh, cornerback. Um, You could say competition that they'll have. Garyon Conley, uh, Rashawn Melvin, Nick Nelson, also the rookie out of Wisconsin going to be uh, mixed into play. So certainly the, the corner is going to be one of those positions that Oakland tries to improve from and and really overall on defense and they are going to have one of those guys also that uh, I'm going to be watching very closely that is a rookie um, in there and I'll go over our rookies to watch for all teams but particularly for the Raiders in Maurice Hurst uh, who played at Michigan was an incredible interior disruptor but then at the Combine we all figured out about his heart condition and, and he ended up sliding to the fifth round. He should have been a top half of the first round guy. He was that kind of talent, but if he's healthy and he's somebody who can make a real impact Maurice Hurst could be disrupting that interior for years and years to come for the Raiders, who was only a fifth-round pick because of that news that came out just before the combine. So um, one of those guys that is going to be watched for the Oakland Raiders, and I do believe the Oakland Raiders are going to have a good year. They could very well be a 10-11 win team this year as uh, Oakland's schedule is... It's it's not the worst thing in the world. It is certainly... um, I guess you could say a, a hair unfavorable early uh, you come out at home for the Oakland Raiders uh, and they will play the Oakland or the excuse me the LA Rams which is a very tough matchup then you're on the road for three of the next four followed by Seattle after that so your first six games for Oakland are quite brutal and then it starts to tail off home to the Chargers at Arizona that's no uh, uh, absolute behemoth at Baltimore and then you have a couple different division games mixed in. So uh, it is a brutal schedule early for Oakland, but then it kind of tails off. So Oakland's certainly going to be one of those teams to watch another one of those teams that I want to talk about, of course, in the AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know this is it, it, it really starts and ends at Patrick Mahomes, doesn't it? Because KC was only going to go as far as Alex Smith could take them. And I think most believed that that ceiling was a, a good regular season fall apart in the playoffs. And we've seen the song and dance over and over and over and over and over again. Well, now we have this unique unknown, this different gem in Patrick Mahomes, who uh, of course showed flashes he looked like he was in command against Denver. He was rated the sixth best quarterback, according to Pro Football, focused for that week with a 79.9 grade. Now, granted, in, you know, in this week 17, a lot of those guys are off, but certainly it, it looked like he could at least hold his own. So the quarterback out of Texas Tech getting the reins, he is going to be the guy, and, of course, he's got a lot of talent around him, and that's that's the beauty. That's the beauty of where Casey is at right now. They don't have to depend on Patrick Mahomes to be the every down, every play flawless type quarterback that they need him to be because he's distributing the ball to Kareem hunt to Tyree Hill, to Travis Kelsey, that they have additions on defense that are coming back. That should make them better. Casey's going to be a good team, but there is that unknown factor too that you should consider because it is all roses to talk about how Patrick Mahomes could very well be the 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 next uh, guy to take over as 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 franchise quarterback, tagged uh, premier player for the next ten years for Kansas City. But that's what we've thought about Patrick uh, Paxton Lynch in Denver. That's what we thought about uh, many other quarterbacks previously. Uh, this is an unknown. It's a first round quarterback who is unknown. He looks dynamic, but might I also remind you, we've also seen dynamic uh, quarterbacks in the past too. That just didn't really turn out. So it's, it's easy to get caught up in the, 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 the big arm, the, the, as the pocket breaks down, incredible highlight plays, but Is Patrick Mahomes a guy who can complete 65% of his passes? Can he go seven for 10 on third down on the road in a tough place to play throughout the course of a game against a really good defense? Those are the answers we're going to see this year. And, And by all means, he does not have to be perfect, nor should you expect him to be perfect. But if he's somebody who can get the ball to Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, those playmakers, have that security blanket in Travis Kelsey, all of a sudden you're looking at a Kansas City team that maybe not this year, maybe not this year, but next year, years moving forward could be one of those teams that really the window begins to open up a little bit more. You know, it's kind of cracked now, but it's kind of one of those things where it's a a little little early because we still got to get that year under the belt for Patrick Mahomes. But all of a sudden, if you see that potential show this year, you could see a premier player for years and years and years to come for Kansas City as he is set up with some really, Really good talent. Uh, I also want to talk about the defensive side, though, because Kendall Fuller is no pushover when it comes to the acquisition in the Alex Smith trade. He was PFF pro football Focus's fifth best cornerback with a 90.0 last year. Outstanding 2017 season. Uh, And he is a guy who in coverage is very good. Second best among all slot cornerbacks, according to pro football focus. Uh, And so he is going to, he is going to greatly bolster that secondary that of course lost Marcus Peters. So one of those guys to watch at the cornerback position will also be one of those guys to watch on the line. D Ford who broke out in 2016, 53 total pressures, and then the back injury came. And last year was just a disaster year. Um, And certainly somebody who, if he's healthy, could be a real impact player, real impact player uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, starting cornerback not named Kendall Fuller, that's going to be one of those slots also that uh, is going to be kind of a rotating door. So when you're thinking Derek Carr, Phillip Rivers, Case Keenum, Maybe one of those situations where Kendall Fuller's on the left side of the field, you're not even looking that way you are looking towards the right. You are, you are going completely away from Fuller and really testing those other corners. Uh, David Emerson, uh, Keith Raisner, uh, uh Smith, the, these guys who are just unproven and certainly are going to be a weakness on that Kansas city secondary. So last team, of course, that we want to talk about is the LA chargers and the LA chargers are getting that hype. It seems like every single year, right? Uh, LA chargers last year finished at nine and seven. We're a team that, uh, it's it's every single year everybody talks about how this is going to be the year and then they're just snake bitten they lose really really close games or they're injured now they finished strong winning uh the their final two games they actually had the best points differential also in the AFC West second best offense and the best defense when it came to points scored and allowed so the chargers that are that, that team that there's always that one team. That's kind of, that's kind of, it's tough to put a gauge on them because you have a team that has some good players on offense. Uh, but also at the same time now dealing with injuries, Hunter Henry, of course, the big one, the, he is out now with a torn ACL and he is gone all next year. Uh, Looking on the defensive side, they have a tremendous, tremendous secondary. Casey Hayward is one of the most underrated corners, uh, I think, in the game. And so uh, according to Pro Football Focus, our friends there, Casey Hayward with that 96.7 in 2017, um, you're talking about one of the top players of the league in that position. Career highs in terms of his pro football grade uh, in that ranked number one last year. He allowed a reception in just... uh, heal out of reception just once every 17 snaps in coverage and an NFL passer rating of 58.6 when throws towards his coverage, that was number one. So certainly a lot of numbers that support Casey Hayward as being a uh, a lockdown corner that, that is stout for that uh, Chargers. And of course, all from our friends at Pro Football Focus, go check them out, profootballfocus.com. Of course, they got fantasy stats now, a lot of fun stuff over there, go check it out. And uh, you won't be disappointed because man, I tell you what, I'd log on, and of course, now friends of the podcast, Pro Football focused and and I just get lost in so many of these great tidbits. But they they're stuck. They're those things that you store in the back of your mind that come back and and really can help you out. So, uh, big friend, big thank you to our friends now of the pod of the uh, Broncos Blitz podcast. That'd be Pro Football Focus. And of course, talking about the great stats from Casey Hayward and the Chargers. Now on the offensive side, of course, it is uh, the same old show with uh, Philip Rivers leading the charge. Now, how far can Phillip Rivers push them? Many believe he can push them very, very far at least, but certainly we say that every year. Um, He is going to have his options. Travis Benjamin at wide receiver. Now Chris Allen and uh, 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 the tight end position now certainly taking a major drop. And actually, old friend Virgil Green, I believe is listed as their number one tight end. Um, We'll see if that remains to be the same. Antonio Gates, could he be coming back into the fold? But the Chargers certainly looking like they could be at least a threat on offense and not a inept offense like Denver was last year. Of course, they got Melvin Gordon at running back, which is a fine, fine running back. And if Gordon can recapture that uh, that 2017 season where uh, he was very successful. This is a guy who rushes for four yards a pop, 1,100 yards last year. Oh, and by the way, this is a guy who catches passes out of the backfield, too. This is a guy who's forty, uh, good for 40 receptions per year. So a dual threat guy who's now going into, I believe, his third year um, is certainly going to be one of those offensive weapons for Phillip Rivers and that offense. Now the offensive line, a little weak, is certainly vulnerable. Our old friend Michael Schofield over there in the right guard position. Russell O'Kung in the left guard position. It's the Denver Chargers apparently on the line. Uh, So certainly uh, Barksdale over there, Joe Barksdale at that right tackle position is somebody who very well could be vulnerable as well too. So uh, the AFC West is going to be one of those divisions, I think, that is going to be punch them in the mouth see who is unproven who proves themselves and and that could be how this division is defined is those certain individual players and how they are performing for their new teams uh, and I want to highlight some of those uh, and and we'll stay with the Chargers here and we'll talk about the rookie because I think this was one of the best best selections In the NFL draft, and that was Derwin James, the Florida State safety for the Chargers. And how he fell past the first 15 picks is just mind-blowing. I mean, uh, how quickly James adapts to the NFL is really going to determine the ceiling for him because he is off-the-charts athletic. He is a physical freak, a perfect fit for Gus Bradley's defense. He's versatile. He plays multiple positions. He's quick. He's fast. He has good instincts. But uh, will he be able to adapt to the NFL speed quickly? Uh, kind of that generic rookie, can you adapt to the speed? If he does. We're talking about a top 10 safety out of the box. That's how good Derwin James is. And he could be an extremely exciting player for that uh, Chargers defense that looks like in the secondary uh, could be the new no-fly zone. I know Broncos fans, that's going to hurt to hear. Uh, We talked about uh, Maurice Hurst with the Oakland Raiders, uh, somebody who dropped to the fifth round. Could be a guy that you really want to watch in that interior because if he is an effective player, boy, what a steal in the fifth round for the Oakland Raiders uh, in Maurice Hurst, who was out of Michigan, that defensive tackle. And let's talk about Bradley Chubb. Uh, This is a guy who also is going to be one of those rookies to watch players to watch because there has to be so much attention given to Von Miller, given to those past rushers. And and let's not uh, discredit what the defensive line can do. Damana Peco Derek Wolf, especially now that he is healthy from his neck procedure. This is a situation where Denver could have Bradley Chubb one-on-one multiple times in the game in crucial times. I'm going to take those odds. I'm going to take those odds when it's Joe Barksdale versus Bradley Chubb. And that could be a real situation that Denver could really benefit from. Impact plays, 10 plus sacks, and not only those sacks uh, piling up, impact plays. You're talking about strip sacks, screaming around the corner because you have to dedicate so much to Von Miller. That's how he makes other players on on the field better. And that could be huge for Denver. Huge Uh, other impact players around uh, the league. Of course, it's going to be interesting to see how Patrick Mahomes and Casey does, you know, can he come out of the box and play quality quarterback play? and and case Keenum too at the quarterback position? Because if case Keenum delivers quarterback play for Denver, they are a eight and eight, nine and seven win team. And that's not talking. That's not including some of the other additions they've made. That's how big the quarterback position was. That's how bad the quarterback position was last year for the Denver Broncos. So I think there are going to be a lot of tight games in the AFC West this year. You're talking about a lot of divisional games that are going to be dictating the difference between whether you are a team that wins the division or in contention or falls off, wins only six, seven games, and it's just not there. I think it's hard to look past what the Los Angeles Chargers have done this offseason, their defense is bolstered. Uh, Hopefully they are healthy. We'll see how that goes. I tell you what. It is hard to ignore that Oakland Raiders team. If Derek Carr is the man this year and, and can be someone who is healthy, delivering the football all over, you've got a lot of weapons. Kansas City also a good team. And I tell you what, if Case Keenum replicates what they did last year, Denver's going to be in the mix too. I'm not going to pick a division winner. I know you're looking for one. I'm not going to pick it yet. But I will say this. I think all four teams are in the mix this year. I don't think there is a head and shoulders team that is above everybody else. I think all four teams are going to be in the mix. And of course, the NFL, so brilliant, making sure that all those games in division towards the end of the year, final week of the regular season, KC, Oakland, uh, of course, KC taking on the chargers uh, a couple weeks prior to that as well too. And then of course, we all know Denver's schedule with the Broncos where towards the end of the season, they get the final two games against divisional opponents, week 16, Denver, Oakland, week 17, Denver chargers going to be fun, going to be a lot of fun. And I don't believe the division is decided until literally the final whistle in the final game, as uh, I it is going to be a fun one in the AFC West. And it's going to be one of them knockout um, punch. You get punched back type divisions where well, best team's going to win and there's going to be, I think you're going to look at it and I, I truly believe there are going to be even, we're going to get down to the details where it's certain teams and certain plays that define this season. Uh, this is not going to be a, a, a season where, uh, you know, a, a, a team just dominates the division. You know, you're not going to see Allah uh, 2017 when the Patriots uh, won their division by four games, that's not what's going to happen. So should be fun. Follow along at Ronnie K Radio. Of course, training camp coming up, preseason coming up. I'll be at the preseason games. Regular season, I'll be at the regular season games. If you have questions, follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio and deliver them because I want to answer these questions. We're going to have a lot of fun on this podcast. That this is the first week. It is now a daily podcast. So with this podcast, we're going to have uh, fan Fridays. We're going to have Maybe a little bit of throwback vault Thursdays. Maybe a little bit of that. Of course, we'll have our Monday recaps of the Sunday that was and all kinds of fun stuff on the Broncos Blitz podcast. So be sure to check it out at milehighsports.com. I want to say thanks again one more time to our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away. Be sure to check them out on the web, tap14.com. The 70 Colorado Bears on tap, the 100. Colorado Distilled Spirits, and then our friends at Pro Football Focus. Thanking, uh, uh, thank them for helping out with some of the statistics this year, and now a friend of the podcast. So you're going to get a lot of in-depth, advanced stats. This is not just generic yards or even the the in-depth yards, the yak, yards per carry. in No. No, that's, that's not what's going to happen. You're going to see some in-depth, advanced stuff. You will be the smarter fan at your water cooler on Monday when you're listening to the Broncos Blitz podcast because of our friends at Pro Football Focus. And go check out their uh, stuff with fantasy, too. If you're a fantasy geek, they got a lot of cool stuff, of course, with Pro Football Focus and the uh, Pro Football Focus Elite the 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 premier statistics that you can get with them, a lot of good stuff. Go check them out at ProFootballFocus.com. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio. And you can find my work and previous editions of the podcast at MileHighSports.com. That's milehighsports.com